Amen. Amen. To become better is to improve on or to surpass an existing level. Every one of us, there's times and things in our life that we struggle with. And I've been listening to a lot of different messages and stuff um, about forgiveness. Does anybody, don't raise your hand, but let me just say most of us probably struggle with forgiving someone else or forgiving ourselves. We struggle in the area of forgiveness. Uh, we might have said or done something a long time ago or messed up and we have a hard time forgiving us. And somebody else, there have been people that made you mad and did things to you or said something to you and you had a hard time forgiving them. So anger came up and we start trying to deal with anger. I'm just, I'll just say we, let me say me. I'll deal with anger, and if I have an anger issue, and I have before, I don't much no more, my wife won't let me. <laughs> but, like, I would try to deal with my anger, so I focused on my anger, and I tried to deal with the anger issue and work on it, trying not to be angry instead of figuring out if I learn how to forgive and love, anger won't be a problem if I focus on the good things that I need to do instead of the bad thing that I need to quit doing, it makes it a whole lot easier. Yeah. Any of y'all ever have a to-do list? You guys know what I mean, honey-do list? And that's the honey-do list. Some of them girls are already laughing. I better preach over here. He's going to get in trouble over there. <laughs> The honeydew list is the hardest list for the husband to fulfill. God, you guys are hard. <laughs> now, listen, <laughs> you guys can come up with your own to-do list, and you work on your to-do list, but the honey to-do list gets put off. Boy, I stir up stuff here, don't I? When it gets quiet, like Pastor Dwayne says, when it gets quiet, I know I'm hanging out right here till somebody starts shouting amen, you know. Okay, we're getting it. But the to-do list, it's easier to make a to-do list and check it off as we do it than it is to put up, don't do this. Because if we focus on not doing something, we're not going to do it. We're not going to accomplish it. That's what I mean by that. Not, we're, yeah, we're going to, if we focus on what we shouldn't do, we're focusing on the wrong thing. And we've been taught most of our life, don't do this, don't do that. And we try our best not to do it and wind up doing it anyway. It's sort of like the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not. Boy, I'm going to just talk slow. God wants us to get to that place that we're better at receiving what He's saying and how to go about doing that and just putting it in perspective that this is what we do in order to make this happen. Instead of, oh, I did all this, so therefore none of this is going to happen for me because I'm focusing on what I shouldn't have done instead of focusing on 
what I should do. And if we'll just focus on what we should do and the to-do list that God has for us, we'll be able to check those things off as we move slowly through the things that we're doing. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to help us here. Getting started is the first step. We talked about this last week a little bit. Getting started in the right direction is a must. If we just get started, oh, I've got to do something, we can get started and knowing we need to do something but not knowing what we need to do, we can waste a lot of energy and we, it's called movement. And it wastes energy and the accomplishment is none. We don't accomplish anything by just trying to do something to make something happen. We waste a lot of energy until we get focused on what we're going to be doing or need to be doing. We waste, it's just emotion. We go through the motions. Anybody ever get tired and just wore out because we're going through the motions? Most all of us, we do. Because we're trying to make this thing work and keep it going and trying to keep it under control. Sometimes when, when life gets going pretty fast like most everybody here, your life is faster now than it was 10 years ago. And some of y'all are nearly as old as me. And when you get older and older, you, you thought you're just going to be able to slow down a little bit and take it easy. And life just gets quicker and faster and things, more things that needs to be done. And it seems like we need to do all those things. God wants us to just settle down, slow down, and get in a rhythm here that we can obtain and contain and not let our what we've got to get done mess with us. You say, well, then I'm going to just sit down and watch TV. Well, you might need to do that sometimes. Not all the time. We need to balance our lives out. We need to become better at balancing our life and using the time that God's given us. God has given us all the same amount of time, but it seems like they have more time than we do. It does. It's like, they get all this stuff done. and We don't get none of that stuff done. How do they get all that stuff done? They must have a lot more time than we do. They don't have no more time than we do. People learn how to manage their time better and to get accomplished the things that they need to do. Your life doesn't get better by chance. Well, it'll just get better one of these days. It gets better by change. And none of us here like change. We like dollars better than change. <laughs> we, don't like cha we don't like to have to change to make something better. We just think if we hang on long enough, it'll get better. And most of the time, things don't get better that's needing to get better. They get worse. If something's not in the right perspective, it... It don't line up on itself and by itself. If we start in the wrong direction and we don't change, things will only get worse. Proverbs 1, verse 7 in the King James says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools de despise wisdom and instruction. And in Proverbs 3, verse, starting with verse 13, says, Happy is the man that finds wisdom and the man that gets understanding. For the merchandise of it, talking about wisdom, is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. 
She's more precious than rubies. All the things you can desire are not to be compared unto her. Talking about wisdom and understanding. Verse 16. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. I want this verse of Scripture to settle in. I'm going to talk a little more about it. Wisdom is the ability to use the knowledge that we obtain correctly. That's what wisdom is. We learn how to use whatever knowledge it is that we get from week to week. And I said last week that, like, especially on Sunday mornings, like when Pastor Wayne or Pastor Jacob is teaching, they use abundance of Scripture. You hear a lot of Scripture at this church. And the Scripture comes and you gain knowledge of the Scripture that you're hearing. You know that's what the Bible says. But wisdom gives us the ability to apply that knowledge that we're getting on a week-to-week basis. So we need the wisdom of God to make this knowledge that we're getting work on our behalf. Amen? Does that make sense? We need to gain wisdom in that. Well, in this, in this wisdom, it says... Wisdom is the ability to use the knowledge correctly. And when wisdom is found, right here it says, blessed or happy is the man that finds wisdom. So you have to find wisdom. Wisdom is to be found. And it's in the Word of God. And in knowing God, that's where wisdom is. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. When we fear, have a reverential fear of the Lord... Knowing Him and knowing what He's like and having that fear and honor and respect of Him, we begin to get wisdom of what He's showing us. All these scriptures that come to us now, we can have wisdom to apply those scriptures to us. Many times I've heard scriptures when I first got born again. I was in a particular church that if a certain passage of scripture was read concerning Holy Spirit or healing... We'd just be told that's not for us today or that's done away with. So I didn't gain wisdom. I knew the Bible said it somewhere, but the wisdom I had was of man that was telling me it wasn't for us today. Nod your head and act spiritual because most of us fit in that boat. And it, and it wasn't because it was a mean preacher or a bad preacher. That preacher was taught a certain thing in a certain way. And so that's how they taught what they believe. We can get better at discerning the Scriptures by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God in us can lead us and direct us and guide us into all the truth. Not just a a Pentecostal truth or a charismatic truth or a salvation truth. God desires to teach us and show us with His wisdom... All of the scripture and so that we can gain knowledge and understanding of how to apply the word of God in our life. The word of God is meant for our correction, for our instruction in righteousness, for our reproof, for doctrine. All scripture is given for our benefit to help us. That word to obtain, happy is the man that finds wisdom, means to obtain it. So... The person is happy. How many want to be happy? 
Starts out, happy is the man that finds or obtains wisdom. That man's happy. So we want to be happy, and there's that word, happy. Then it says if we find that and obtain that, then we have length of days in one hand. How many of you want to live long on this earth? See, it's coming from this wisdom that God is giving in His Word. Then it goes on to say, riches and honor are in the other hand, and all of us desire, not, I don't particularly desire to be rich, but I desire to have everything I need and be able to pay all my bills and help other people with stuff. And I mean, I'm not against being rich, but, you know, I'm okay <laughs> with being rich. <laughs> if, if it gets forced on me, I'm, t I'm taking it. No. <laughs> But, I mean, but think about it. In times past, we have resisted the blessings of God. It's the blessing of the Lord that makes rich, the Bible says. And if we don't want to be rich, then we're resisting the blessing of the Lord. And you say, well, you just said you didn't want to be rich. I don't want to just be filthy rich. I want to be clean rich. <laughs> Amen. I want to be happy. I want length of days. I want riches and honor. And that's what people seek after. And God's saying if we just get the wisdom that he's trying his best to give us, and God's good at what he does, if we'll just settle down and receive what he's giving, we'll be happy, we'll live long on the earth, we'll have riches and honor, and this last one is awesome. Peace. Her ways are ways, verse 17 says, her ways, the ways of wisdom, is Pleasantness, I like that. And all her paths are peace. Wherever you go, you're going to be in peace going there. So all these things that wisdom can bring us from knowing God and who He is and what He's like can give us the wisdom to get going in the right direction. I said all those things say this. We try in our own knowledge and understanding to get going in the right direction, to become better at something. If you're a football player, the more you practice, the better you get. If you run track, the more you run, the less you eat, the right foods you eat. There's, there's things that you have to do in the natural realm to become better or even great at certain things in the natural realm. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? Brain surgeons, you know, they have to practice. <laughs> we want them to be good, you know. If they work on us, we want them to know what they're doing. But thank God, the more people do things in the natural realm, the more they learn how to do those things. In the spirit realm, if we get a hold of God's wisdom... He can teach us and train us which way to go, and we won't fumble around in darkness trying to figure out which way do I go from here. God desires to lead us by His Spirit so that we can become better at whatever it is God told us that He wants us to do. How many of you believe that if God said you can do a certain thing, He wouldn't tell you that you could do it if you couldn't do it? In other words, God's not going to lie to us and say that you can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength if you really couldn't do it. We try sometimes real hard to be able to do 
all things and we leave out the in Christ, through Christ. I'm trying to do that. I'm a Christian. I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to do this stuff. God said I can do all things. We got to get a hold of what he's saying. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength to do those things. In our own strength, we're not able to do it. And many times I think that's our biggest problem is we find ourselves trying to be better, become better, do better in our own self. It's out of our works. Remember what Pastor Wayne's been teaching Sunday. It was, it's like it's not about our works. It's about God's grace. And the harder we try, the more frustrated we become when we don't succeed. The harder we try, the more frustrated we become when we don't succeed. Amen. But if we just learn to allow God through us and in us, by His grace and strength, we're able to accomplish those things. Now we can understand it's God's love. What Matt said Sunday morning, knowing, and they mentioned it again today, knowing the depth, the length, the breadth, and the height of the love of God for us, that gives us the ability to do what God's called us to do, we know His love, so it don't matter what they think about us. If we know that God, what God thinks about us, who gives a rip about what they think about us? See, the world right now is being taught to dislike Christians. But don't think that strange, because when Jesus walked the face of the earth, He even told us in the Scriptures, He said, They hated me. And they'll hate you. There's scriptures that says that they will kill you thinking they're doing God's service. You say, well, I, I didn't want to come to church hear stuff like this. <laughs> it's in the Bible. We have to become better at receiving what the Word of God says and quit trying to figure out how we're going to change what they're saying about us and see what God says about us. They're saying they don't like us. They're coming against us. They're going to. They're coming against the body of Christ. But remember I talked about that's darkness and we're light. And at your house when the electricity goes off and if you have a flashlight, that one little flashlight will show you where you need to go. You point it in the right direction. In, in the whole dark house when it's storming, you say, quit talking about that. I don't want to even talk about <clears throat> One little light, one little light will put darkness out in your house. One little light in the kingdom of God, and that's us, the body of Christ. We're the light of the world now. In the world, as we go out into the world, the light that's in us, Jesus will put out darkness wherever we go. <clears throat> darkness is not going to overcome us and overtake us. We, the light of the world, will overcome darkness if we become better at what God tells us to do. If we begin to focus on the darkness and start talking about how dark it is, and it's really dark, and it's getting worse, we start joining in with what the enemy's saying, and it becomes, we become dark. Our eyes, 
if our eyes start focusing on what the world and the enemy's doing, it gets in us. Whatever we focus on, we'll, get, we'll become full of it. We become full of it. <laughs> We're full. I think that's where they get that word full gospel. If we'll, if we'll focus on God's word and his promises, we start getting full of his word and his promises. Pretty soon, we're full of his word, his spirit, his promises. When darkness comes against us and starts telling us what it's going to do, I'll tell you what's going to come out of your mouth, what you're full of. And I'm not going to tell you what you're full of. I'm going to tell you what you can be full of. <clears throat> and I, you know, when I watch politics on TV, I can tell you what they're full of. I can't tell you, but I know. <laughs> and you know, too. And they're full of it. They're not full of the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, God's calling us to be filled with His Spirit. To be filled with His Word. Be filled with His wisdom. Be filled with His knowledge. So that when the time does come in our everyday life, you'll leave here tonight and you'll need to know what we're talking about tonight. The enemy will confront you and you'll have to say or need to know what to say to the enemy to keep him away from you so that you can go to sleep tonight. Amen. Well, let's, let's go to page two. I think it might get better over there. You know, we focus on not being angry. How am I going to not be angry? Don't raise your hand, but think in your heart how many times you've been angry and you said to yourself, I'm just not going to be angry like that no more. I've got to deal with this anger and I've got to do something about it. I'm just not going to be angry no more. And you get up tomorrow and you're angry when you get up. Why? Because we went to bed focusing on our anger, and I hit on this a little bit at first, but this is something we really need to understand, that if we're holding unforgiveness and we're not giving mercy to those people around us, you say, well, they don't deserve mercy. That's what mercy is, us giving them something they don't deserve. And good news is, that's what we get from God, mercy, when we don't deserve mercy. Amen. I'm not mad, I'm just, I want to get that point across. It's like this anger sometimes, if we would do what God does and show mercy and kindness. Remember, didn't I read there was kindness involved in there? A pleasantness, pleasantness. If we would be pleasant and show kindness and mercy and forgiveness to whoever did what or said what, I don't care who it is. If we would learn to do that and get better at doing that, we won't have an anger problem. That's how, we have, that's how we deal with the anger problem is doing all these other things that God says to do. When we're doing that, we ain't got time to be angry. You say, well, I don't know about that. Page two. <laughs> you say, I, it's not my page two, my Font is 18, and yours are 10, so 
I have more pages than you. God's love, wisdom, and direction is the most important ingredients that we can have to begin any journey in becoming better. We need His wisdom, we need His direction, and we need His love. If we don't have love, we're messing up. If we don't have God's love and operate in His love toward other people, no wonder we're angry, frustrated, unkind, and don't have the wisdom of God to do what we need to do. Look at Romans 13 and 10. It said, Love works no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. If we want to do what the, even the law tells us to do, love is the fulfillment of the law. If we walk in love, we're fulfilling the law. Because if we love one another, we're not going to do all the other things that says, Thou shalt not. Does that make sense? If we're walking in love, we're not having to depend on us not doing these other things that the law tells us not to do. Because I love people. I don't steal from them. Amen. I don't covet what they have. Why? Because I love them. So if I focus on the love of God, that's one strong and probably the most important thing we can get a hold of is the love of God. That's the number one commandment is to love God with all your heart, strength, and mind and might and love your neighbor as yourself. It's just like the first commandment, loving your neighbor as yourself. You know what? In the natural, that's the hardest thing to do. That's why God said that was the most important thing that we need to do. Loving them. Most of us have a problem loving ourselves. Not everybody. You know, there, there's some people that love their self, really love their self, but they don't love nobody else. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Don't look to the right or left. You know, some people love themselves more than they should, but we, we struggle loving people the way God wants us to love them. If we could walk in love, and we can, the good news is we can walk in love. And as we learn and become better at walking in love and forgiving and doing all those things that the Bible tells us to do, then all these things that we're trying to be better at just automatically happens. When you're walking in love, all that good stuff just follows you around. Amen. You say, well, it ain't never been following me around. I know that's why I'm saying we need to... <laughs> Most of us have a problem with that stuff just not following us around for some reason. Okay, all right. Look at 1 Corinthians 13, verse 2. It says, And though I have the gift of prophecy, and I understand all mysteries, not some, all mysteries, and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, and I have not charity, or that word charity means love, same meaning. If I don't have love, I am nothing. Nothing, honey. Nothing. It says nothing, but it's nothing. Really, we, 
we and I, I teach about faith and moving mountains and all those things. And if I had all that and if I prophesied and I could just prophesy every time I got up and prophesy the word of God and exhort, edify, and comfort everybody here and slobber and, you know, just really lay it out and everything. Man, that was good. But if I didn't have love, all that didn't do no good. Now, I'm not against all that. You understand what I'm saying? I'm saying we can do all this stuff. We can have faith that moves mountains. But if we don't have love, we're nothing. So all this becoming better, it really stems from the wisdom of God, knowing Him and walking in His love. And it just, it just takes care of about 90% of it. And us forgiving, learning how to forgive and doing that, making up our mind in the morning. When we get up and we pray, we get up and meditate on the Lord that we walk in His love and we gain His wisdom and we walk in forgiveness. If we'll forgive before we leave the house in the morning because somebody at the traffic light is going to give you an opportunity to walk in anger. See one lady smiling. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. The rest of y'all acting. Y'all are just acting like. He's not talking to me. I'm talking to y'all. All y'all. We're in such a hurry. The dude in front of us needs to move. When the light turns. It's like move. You can check your emails later. <laughs> Get out of the way! <laughs> you say, I'm kind of like that. I am kind of like that. I've, I've got like three or four generations under me. My daughter, both of them, one in particular. <laughs> my granddaughter and my great-granddaughter. My wife straightens us out. You don't need to be doing that in front of them. When, can I go ahead and, yeah, I'm going to tell the story. Lexi, when Lexi was like two years old, and I'm complaining about the person in front of me driving, tell them, get out of the road, you stupid idiot, you know. And then we get home, and Lexi, which was two, she's just like Lenny B. Lenny B is just like her mom, and she gets home, she tells on me. I mean, you can't say nothing. She tells her everything you did. Well, we're driving down the road, and so she says, tells this person, get out of the road idiot. She, she called it the road idiot. It's a road, get out of the road, you stupid idiot. She put the words together and said, get out of the road idiot. <laughs> Debbie looks at me like, <laughs> they pick up on this stuff. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, but if I learn to be forgiving, and I haven't learned it yet. Let me, I'm just saying this. I'm letting y'all know that we're working on this becoming better together. Okay? What's that motto? We're better together. That's what we say in the transitions and stuff. We're a church for the city. Not just a church in the city. We're a church. We're better together. We're, believe, we're starting to believe it. We need somebody like my wife to encourage us in, you need to do this. Nathan.
<laughs> Does everybody see where we all have room to grow in some areas that if we just did what the Bible said, we really wouldn't have that much trouble with them people that we don't even know their name and we're mad at them before we ever even see them? If we learn to forgive, walk in wisdom, and love, we can allow those people to do what they're doing without it making our day. Like Clint Eastwood, go ahead, make my day. We get up like that most of the time, make my day. And they do, they will. If you have that attitude, they will make your day. I'm encouraging us to allow God to make our day. God's day is a lot better than Clint Eastwood's day. Okay, we're moving right along here. So if I, can, if I have faith to move mountains, if I prophesy, if I do all these things, if I don't have love, it's really not accomplishing anything for me or anybody around me. Look at Matthew chapter 22. We're going to read a few verses and verse, start with verse 36. Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said unto them, You shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. Now, I've kind of quoted this, but I want you to see it. And the second is like unto it. The second commandment is like unto the first, that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two, com two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. In other words, all the law, all the prophets, all the scriptures up into the New Testament are hung on this, that we love God and we love our neighbor as ourselves. If we do that, we fulfill all of that scripture that's stacked up that we don't know much about. And so instead of trying to figure out all that stuff, we need to say, I'm going to become better at this one. It's number one. Loving God and loving our neighbor. Well, I don't know what all that Old Testament stuff, I start reading about this one begot that one and this one got, begot that. And I'm not saying skip over it. It's good to go and know all these people by name. <laughs> that's funny I don't care who you are <laughs> I had to laugh myself on that but as you read through that and you try to put two and two together and put all these scriptures in the Old Testament together Jesus made it so easy for us said on, on the law and the prophets all those scriptures this one thing is hanging on that it's that you love God and you love your neighbor as yourself you fulfill all of that. So if you want to skip the Old Testament and just do this, you're okay. It's a quick course, a crash course to where God wants us to be. Trust me, if we can just get this part, we're okay. We're going to be doing pretty good. Amen. 1 John 4 verse 19. Man, I'm running out of time. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he that loves not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? 
We say we love God. It's easy to love God. We don't see Him much. <laughs> he don't come to our house as often as He used to. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying. Uh, those people that come knock on your door, the Lord's trying to tell us here, if we could just, if we could love them because we can see them, we really will love Him. But we can say we love Him who we haven't seen and not really love them who we can see. And He said we're liars. He said that. I didn't I'm just relaying what He said. Most of us wind up being liars at times. Like, I love God. God's easy to love. But them people, man, God's wanting us to get to that place we can love them and when we know that we love them, we really know we love Him because it's a reflection of our love for Him to them. We're str- Does anybody need to get better at that it, besides me? <laughs> See, that's the kind of better I'm talking about. We've got to get better at what He's saying. These simple things that He's saying, they're simple, but man, they're pretty tough. You know why? Because we kind of... We'd still walk around in the flesh. And they said those things, and they did those things, and they don't go fast enough at the red light or green light when it gets green. All those little things. But if we get better at loving people before we ever walk out the door, we can exercise that love. And they'll know it. We'll know it. And people would kind of like to even come to church with you. And I... comment on this say hey you guys are doing pretty good you got other people coming to church with you thank you for that they like you and it's because you show them love and kindness is the reason other people are coming to church with you and I thank y'all for for bringing people and inviting people but you know what if we're angry all the time don't nobody come to church with us (laughs) I don't go with them people are mad mean Replacing an old bad habit with a new good habit, it's a process, and it takes discipline and commitment. Has anybody in here ever quit smoking? One back there, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And this guy says he's quit several times. I know one guy that told us at church one night, he said, he was telling a truck driver, his truck driver come in, said, Man, I've been trying to quit smoking. It's hard driving that truck, running up down the road. I just have a hard time quitting cigarettes. And that one guy told him, he said, man, it's easy. He said, I quit a hundred times. <laughs> he was serious. He, this guy was serious. Lon knows he was there. It's like, really? Things are really easy to do. I've done it a hundred times, you know. Yeah, the more you do it, the easier it gets. <laughs> It's, it's possible to quit smoking. It helps to get rid of a habit by replacing that habit with something better. And a lot of people start eating candy when they quit smoking or chewing gum. And I'm just throwing out stuff that happens. Be cautious. <laughs> Some habits are about as bad as the one we gave up. 
Let's learn how to get a hold of the Word of God, maybe spend time with God when we're trying to eliminate something that's hurting us. Let's get a hold of something and create a new habit of doing something that's going to benefit us or make things better for us. I'm not going to tell you how to eat because I don't want you telling me how to eat. This is not the government. This is church. Thank you. Thank you. Sit back down. (laughs) We want freedom, and we want to be able to eat what we want and stuff like that, and we have to be our own judge and know what we need to do and not do and not spend our life, you know, the people that diet all their life and struggle with it, man, that's got to be a miserable life. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) Let me move on. That's not, y'all don't even like me now. I had y'all, at least some of y'all liked me before I got off on the diet part of it. Is it really that bad? I mean, people will start on a diet and like, I'm on this diet and I can't eat this and I can't eat that and I can't do this. And oh, I'm focused on what I can't do. And therefore, we usually wind up not sticking to the diet that we can't do. Moving right along. I'm going to skip James chapter 3. We may pick up on that. I'm already over. But becoming a better speaker requires becoming a better listener. Becoming a better boss comes out of becoming a better employee. And becoming a better leader comes out of becoming a better follower. So those things that we aspire to be or become, if we'll start on the little end, those little things, if we'll be faithful over those. Next time I talk, maybe I'll talk about those things, the being faithful over the little things in order to get the bigger things in life. And that's what I'm talking about, becoming better, is doing those little things that God calls us to do in the right way, going in the right direction so that he can add to us those things that he wants us to have, okay? Fair enough? Forget all about the diet deal. I didn't just (laughs) throw it out. Just act like I didn't even say that part. (laughs) Oh, let's pray before we go home, okay? Praise God. Father, thank you for how good.